introduction. Well, I'm going to try one, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yardcast. My name is Dominic from Backyard Cinema, and I'm joined here with my brother, Nick. Hello. Hello. Hi. You might need to talk. You all need to be cl- you need to be closer to that, so I need to give, put this like, right in your face, I suppose. Hi, guys. I'm Dominic from Backyard Cinema, and welcome to Yardcast. This is our motherfucking alarm. <laughs> Even on silent. Hi, guys. I'm Dominic from Backyard Cinema. You can't do doing that on the thing, you can hear it. Yeah, go. You are Bueller. Bueller. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! Think with fly. Hi guys, my name's Dominic from Backyard Cinema and welcome to Yardcast. This is our bi-weekly podcast where I'll be joined by my brother Nick and we're going to be talking about some really geeky references to do with movies. Now, this is not to be mistaken for an intelligent dissection of movies or even reviews of movies that we've seen, but more about interesting movie things that are happening in the cinema. We're talking sort of big blockbuster stuff that's happening, weird indie stuff that's going on, and a everlasting supply of superhero movies. So I'm joined by my brother, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's taken us about uh, 40 minutes to make these microphones work on the uh, the Mac, which is meant to be the mother of all uh, machines, but unfortunately, they're not. And you've put your shirt on. I've now put my shirt on. I was a bit hot good. earlier. <laughs> it's baking. I've got to get my shirt off. <laughs> uh, yes, well, look, this is our first podcast. So to warm things up, I was going to uh, have a bit of a catch up. My brother, not seen him since I've been back from my holiday. I spent two weeks in Disneyland in Ooh. Florida. It was a very cultural trip. Um, we did 10 days in Disneyland, Orlando, um, in Orlando, obviously, Universal Studios. What was your favourite ride? What was your first favourite ride? <laughs> There's a lot. Well, Disney is not about... Uh, I was there for roller coasters. I was there specifically for big, massive roller coasters that go they've really got, they, fast. They've got those in spades, surely. They've, <laughs> they've got a few of them, yeah. But it's not... Disney's not about the ride, necessarily. Well, it is about the ride. It's not about the roller coaster element of the ride. These it's rides are the unlike experience. anything. Is it the experience? Well, I think we were transported it, to different worlds. In London, I think we'd call it uh, we'd, we'd call it immersive activity, which oh, is a word we've yes, heard a lot of. That word, and something that we at Back to Cinema quite like to use with regards <laughs> to our events. But Disney is like another planet; it's unreal. Like you, we're talking like the ro- it's not about a roller coaster. A lot of them aren't even roller coasters. They're like 4D moving carts, water splashed on you. Like the queue is part of the ride as well. It was it was incredible. Yeah, it was fantastic. But what was your first favorite ride? Uh, the no, Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. Yeah, which is Starring a terrible film. Frazier. Yeah, he's in it. He's in the ride. Is it what? He's in there with you. He's not. He doesn't come on the ride with you. No, he's, he's probably looking for work. <laughs> but it's like so. The 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 ride is themed around the fact that you're on the set of the Mummy. Maybe it's just called the Mummy. No, it was called The Mummy Returns, I'm the sure. The sequel, it's named after the sequel. I think so. Maybe the sequel had just come out when they built it. But mm. it's like, all of the rides at Universal, you get... That's not my phone anymore, mate. It's not mine. Oh, it's, just, it's the fucking Mac. <laughs> oh, my God. Go away. <laughs> I just hate... I'm, I'm not a fan of Apple Macs. They're awful. <laughs> you are a fan of Brendan Fraser, though. I do like Continue. Brendan Fraser. The, the Mummy Returns, the well, ride. Well, no, so you get to Universal Studios. It's not like you can walk in and Is go... Is it full of annoying children, like the film? <laughs> yes well the reason I bring up Disneyland and this is just a little segment to get us warmed up to talking into microphones while staring at each other which <laughs> seems somewhat alien is that I actually purchased Nicholas some uh, some gifts Ooh. while I was there multiple Ooh. gifts Ooh. 
Um, right, cl- close your eyes. This is boring for you, because you can't see anything. But if you uh, close your eyes, my eyes are closed. One, uh, which you'll find funny, is this. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> These look like very nice trainers. I've been yeah. handed a pair of Nike trainers <laughs> of some description. They're very nice. <laughs> word you is this really then? my real present? That's a present <gasps> for you. They're I've very nice indeed. Pair. They are plain white Nike. I don't know what you'd call them. Mid top, high tops. I don't know. I, I think don't they're mids. They're I'm very nice indeed. Oh, that's, that's, an actual actual present, that's an actual present. That's an actual present. I thought they were going to be film related, but that's fantastic. One of those night. I went to like a warehouse. Uh, a Nike outlet thing and what I believe to be a very cheap pair of trainers it turns out for an entire holiday we had the exchange rate wrong and we also hadn't been adding tax you didn't add the tax see the tax the tax comes and freaks you out doesn't it So why is what? it not? Why is it not the price that's on the? I um... know oh, nothing's got the right price on it. In fact, it was infuriating. No, you just need to add a little bit. Here's eighteen dollars. A... So that's twenty-one fifty, sir. Yeah. What? No, no. Why? It says eighteen dollars on the label. Yeah. I've seen it. No, uh, no, plus no. the tax, sir. The but... weird thing is, well, we never got ID'd as well. Every single American. We were the only British people there. We didn't see anyone else from any other countries. In fact, it was Americans. It was like January. I don't know if lots of Americans go there in January. Yes. But um. But everyone's getting like, like this dude was 40 with a big beard and like very overweight and he got ID'd for a drink and we you went up you sound like you just described yourself <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> he had a bigger beard and, he, and, <laughs> and was more overweight and he was more overweight <laughs> than me thank you very much well look that's so that's present one that's not very uh, that's fee- lovely fee- no I like that I, I like these presents I like this is fantastic I thought you like that your birthday's coming up in which you're getting fuck all <laughs> just like every year but um, all right, I gotta get present too, which is somewhere else. So talk on that microphone while I'm here. Uh, wow, nothing like dead air. Close your eyes. Eyes are closed. Okay, well, this is more of a theme park themed present. Uh, I'm not gonna hand it to him. It's gonna hold it up okay, from across then. the room. Are you ready? Uh, three, two, one. Open your eyes. No. Uh, <laughs> what have you got, Nick? I can only describe it as an old school Jurassic Park T-shirt. Worn by the chap in the new Jurassic World film or the recent Jurassic World film uh, that he was told to take off because people died. Yes. That's very good indeed. Thank you ever so much. And well, I can only assume I'm going to edit a lot of this because this is just gets warmed up so we don't feel like idiots talking. We've got no heating here. It's very cold. Um, but we're not here to talk about my holiday as much as I think everyone that I know assumes that this podcast is purely for me to talk about me and my life. Um, well. It's to talk about... Film and film, and I um I was trying to summarise what it is that we're going to talk about, and I suppose I've been looking at a lot of movie podcasts. Film based shit. Film based shit. shit. I suppose is good, isn't it? But it's there's not going to be a huge amount of structure. Maybe a couple of points per podcast. One with hope. At least one, hopefully, (laughs) with a bit of research done behind it. But um, I don't want to die. Like people. There's a lot of Star Wars content out there at the moment. Oh, There's like imagine. normal podcasts. And I'd like to do a bit of Star Wars, but not... Oh, I've got there was a little, there was a little, something I wanted to talk I've, about. Yeah, because I've seen it a few times now and I've got different opinions each time and I, I, I'm in the I like it camp, definitely. Yeah. But um, a lot of people are really kind of analysing it a bit too much. Well, look, that can be our first subject. Why don't we talk about it? Because it's quite open. But a lot of podcasts out there are really going into like, oh, I don't know if the character Finn was written very well. I don't know what he's really bringing in the movie and stuff. Well, I think that is the problem that you fall into. And that's certainly the trap that I fell into the first time I saw it. I came out, I watched the film. I really, really liked it. And I, halfway through, I was thinking, I like this bit. I like that bit. I like him. I like her. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then I suddenly 
well, I came out almost like, well, we saw it together the first time ever. Yeah. And I, I remember coming out slightly in two minds about whether I actually liked it or not. And it wasn't until the second time that I went on my own on a Saturday afternoon and just sat there on my own and watched it that it really, that I really actually liked it. And I suddenly had an epiphany about halfway through thinking like, this is, this is, I, in fact, I looked, I like there were some kids in the, in the audience and I was sort of looking around and I could see some like young lads and young girls and stuff just sat on the edge of their seats, absolutely loving every single second. And I thought, amazing. well, yes, that's, that's yeah. you know, that's why you love it. The only reason why I like Star Wars so much and you like Star Wars so much and so many other people is that they like it because they loved it when they were children. And I was sat there and I was thinking, like, you can't just, you know, it's, it's pointless comparing this to work of, like, classic literature or something like that. And, and, and you know, there should be some form of, of, you know, hidden message here and character development there. You should just enjoy it for what it is. And when I sort of let go, when I unleashed myself... Have you, how many times have you seen it? Twice. And so we, so we went together to watch it and we were incredibly drunk because we went at midnight. Yeah. And you had your Christmas party. Yeah. And I'd had a long that work. Yeah. So we were shit-faced. Couldn't, couldn't quite remember. Of, couldn't of, quite remember. And, but also, do you remember the vibe? When they arrived at the bar, I couldn't remember how they got there. They just, <laughs> it just seemed to happen. Well, that does kind of just happen. They kind of just turn up. No, and they meet so, oh, there was Han Solo like, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of no, yeah. I just sort of, yeah. Well, so I've seen it. I've seen it three times. I watched it once with you, drunk. And I, I, I was just like, oh, I'm going to watch this again properly another time without yeah. a thousand super geek fans who are all going, come on then, impress me. Be the best film I've ever seen ever. Yeah. I watched it again over Christmas at Cineworld in Stevenage on my own and thoroughly enjoyed it and was yeah. just grinning the whole time. And then I watched it again in America in an IMAX with my girlfriend who's never seen any Star Wars films. And yeah. I was like, oh, come on, babes. It's my holiday too. Let's go and see Star Wars and pay $20 each to watch it on a really big screen, of which they do hot food in the cinema. There's like, we had a really good moment where they obviously have a huge amount of fizzy drinks in the cinema that you don't have in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're at this counter and there's like these tiny little badges, like the size of like a normal badge pin on the wall, like 50 of them. And we're leaning over going, oh, what do you want? Do you want a blueberry Fanta or do you want grape soda Fanta? Blueberry or do you want what? Blueberry Fanta, like, or like lemon, or like, do you want a vanilla Coke or normal Coke? Or like, we were trying to do this. And she just leaned over and went, um, I don't actually give you the drinks. I just give you the cup. You go and help yourself with that drinks machine over there. Yeah. And we look like right bellies. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we've we got like massive drinks. We've got, oh, they do sweets in cubes, not in, uh, in yeah. packets. So yeah. it, was, it, was, yeah. it was part of the theme park uh, journey that we were on. And it was so good. Like it was la- so loud in the IMAX. That's the best thing. It's big screen, but it's just loud and really good. A couple and of inches too big either side. Uh, no, yeah, the one in uh, Waterloo, I think, is a bit like that. This one isn't like that, though. It's like, I think just IMAX means curved big screen, really. But, like, the one in Waterloo yeah, should is... probably find that out. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I think it's... Well, the one in Waterloo is the biggest screen in Europe, right? I don't think they have to be a certain size. I think they just have to be curved. I think it's about the sound. And it's... Like, can't you film it in IMAX as well? Yeah, no, it's about the screen size. That's the whole point. It's big. Anyway, you film it in a different ratio, the numbers of which yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. have to hand. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a better quality of film. Oh, but it's going on. But it was it was really, really good. And she came out and was like, I was like, do you like it? And she was like, yeah. I was like, she was like, I don't know if I'd want to go and watch the old ones. But she genuinely, she was like, it was, she was laughing at points. Yeah. And she, when, uh, I think we can say now, when Han Solo uh, kicked the bucket quite yeah. aggressively, she was like, <gasps> 
did one of those. It was a can't that was believe really it. Can't believe it's happened. That was fun to watch a new <laughs> generation. And like, so she's like twenty five, but like to watch a next generation person be introduced to Star Wars. I think you're right. It's a Disney movie, effectively, and I think they've done. I think they just killed it. I think they've done really well. Yeah, like, yeah, JJ yeah, yeah. Abrams is really good. Yeah, in short, he was always he was always going to be good. good. It was always it? a safe pair of hands. Did you see that Simon Pegg was in it? Uh, I saw that he was well he was also apparently the script consultant on a lot of it and was on set for most of it bouncing ideas left right and centre he did a podcast with Scoopulous Pip and he says that he was on the set a lot yeah 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 apparently he was a script consultant but yeah he was one of the um, I saw a photo I think he was the sort of uh, giraffe looking no the junk guy the no, junk. the one behind. The no, one behind. No. He's no. the main guy and the big fat guy. The guy's, no. This is worth four quarters. No. That's is him. That him? You've seen pictures of me in really? the suit. Oh, fair enough. How cool is that? <laughs> That's cool to just be able to tell your kids I was in Star Do you know that Daniel Craig was in it? What? Really? Daniel Craig was in it. What? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he just phoned out and said, can I be in it? Yes, indeed. Do you know who he was? No. Have a guess. Uh, what, his face in it or he's a monster? Well, no, because you know he's in it. But he's a monster. Is he in the bar? He's a stormtrooper. Guess which one? What? The one that gets killed at the beginning? No. Oh. Uh, the one that puts his gun down and says, I am the droid you're looking for. Correct. Really? How did you guess that? Because there's only two stormtroopers in it, apart from Finn. <laughs> that... What about the guy that fights him with the... Uh... Well, it's not really him, is it? That's a, that's a trained martial arts expert. We're talking about James Bond here. James Bond can take James him down. James Bond doesn't do karate. He's good with a gun. But so I so I got really into uh, what's the actor that plays Finn called? Uh, John Boyega. Boyega. So I got really into following his interviews and stuff. Yeah. And then so I went on a bit of a YouTube journey and looking at his story. And I'm kind of just it's very pro-British. Like there's a lot of British actors in it, and it's yeah. very like. Well, a lot of it was shot here. Yeah, Pinewood. They did a load of it there. So it just feels like. I don't know, I just got well into it. And it was around Christmas, so I was already feeling a bit like, oh, I love life yeah, yeah, and my yeah. family and all this yeah. c- cool stuff. So I'm, I'm a big... I, I mean, it's like Star Trek. It's basically Star Wars, but Star Trek, the new one. Do you not think? What do you the, mean? The, the, the reboots of Star Trek. Well, a lot of people said that it's sort of half remake, half sequel, but which is sort of true. Yeah, it's it sort is. of like uh, retreading a uh, familiar path. It's about introducing new characters and like nodding your head to the old characters which I think will be retired pretty early on yeah so like but is it like is it like it makes you think about what the next episode is going to be like like is it going to be the training episode is it going to be like Empire like is it going to be uh, Ray or Finn but it'll be Ray uh, being trained up in the ways of the force is Luke now going to be Yoda Finn's not a Jedi is he surely Finn's not a Jedi no but he's got spirit he's got he's like a new I like that you called him Solo I just liked it. There were little yeah, bits, yeah, yeah. and he did that. He did that. Um, there was people really picking it apart, going, "He's meant to be a stormtrooper. Why is he asking about if she's got a boyfriend?" It's like, well, maybe the stormtrooper's got the internet, and he's been looking at Instagram, and he knows what the lingo is. I don't know. Like, who cares? You can't care that much about it, surely. I suppose you can. Like, it's not like they're breaking the rules or anything. But I was, I was hoping for the exact same film that Star Trek was with Star Wars characters and it was. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's yeah, that's yeah. bad. And also, I mean, the, I've been, I've just been to the see the Star Wars ride in Disneyland and I saw there was one ride which is basically a video of what they're going to do in the future and they showed you like concept art of Star Wars land and it looks <laughs> well good. It just looks amazing. Like running around. Everyone's got lightsabers in Disney. They're running around. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. all these little kids have got like, there was a girl. I mean, I don't know if I agree with this 
kind of merchandise, but there was a small girl about seven or eight years old wearing a pink T-shirt that had a picture of R2-D2 and C-3PO with Diamonte's wording that said, Friends Forever. Is that a message you want to be spreading to young girls? Because when you think about it, C-3PO always did R2 down. He was always calling him names. He He was always being horrible, and he professed to be his best friend. But he was very horrible to him. He wasn't very nice. I'm sure many a a youngster, both male and female. I was quite pleased that they weren't in it very much. Yes, at all. Why has he got a red arm? Well, but then why do people... Because he's been in the war. It's a war. What? Is he bleeding? No, just he's lost his arm, so they put a new arm on him. Why is it red? Because they didn't have a gold one. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Otherwise, it would be gold. I mean, you'd imagine they've got a bit of spray paint knocking around, but I liked um, Poe Daniels. Is that his name? Poe Dameron. (laughs) Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. He's good. He was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad, he was good. He was good. It was all good. I liked it. Yeah. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Um, oh, well, have you got some? Uh, well, that was a little uh, Star Wars ramble. Have you got some uh, content to talk about? I've got some content. What? What? what I thought you had something about Star Wars in content. Form. That's coming later. Oh, well, that's coming later. Well, there's an order to your content. There's an order to my content. What I wanted to talk to you about was 80s remakes. 80s remakes. 80s remakes. Okay. This week, Point Break has Hits. been released, certainly yeah. in the UK. I don't know about other areas as well, but Point Break has been released this week. Yeah. Remade for a classic 80s film. Why? <laughs> well, that one is a bit of a Why weird one. do you make re- 80s remakes? Let's run down a little bit of the, the, over the last sort of, well, you know, several years. We've had Point Break. We've had Poltergeist come out most recently. Yeah. Evil Dead, Robocop, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street back in 2010. Robocop, Nightmare, now in my Nightmare pers- on Elm Street? Yeah, 2010. Did they remake that? They remade it. That just whizzed me by. I know Poltergeist I've not watched because I loved the first one. But I don't know, I have... So, why, would you, why would you do such things, do you reckon? I, it, well, there can only be so much content that could be written, I suppose. And some stuff is so good you want to retell it. But there's got to be an element of money from the studio. Here's from our side of things. So as Backyard Cinema, we often are playing classic films to people time and time again, right? So yep. the amount of times we've done Back to the Future and Goonies. Yep. Uh, and like, like like Secret Cinema did Back to, Cinema, Back to the Future on such a huge scale. It showed that there was a huge amount of people wanting to watch those sorts of films relating back to their childhood. I don't think they're remaking Poltergeist for example, for people that watched it then that want to watch it now, I think they're remaking it for a next generation. Because if you try and watch Poltergeist now as a grown-up, if I sat my girlfriend down or an 18-year-old lad down now and said, watch Poltergeist, it's well good, they would be like sitting there thinking, this is crap. No. Like, I think complete. I think completely opposite. Like I think the every single 80s film that has been remade recently has been well below par. I, well below par compared ones? to the original. What's and you've got to think, like, it's, a, like, it's, an, easy, it's an easy fish to catch, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's an easy thing to do. It already, it already, it's low-hanging fruit, exactly. Like, it already exists. Easy fish People, to <laughs> <laughs> I may have just coined a phrase. <laughs> I may have just coined it. Smooth as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, like you already know what's happening. You've already got a hit film. You know that a lot of people love it, and then you remake it for the modern audience. But so, what's the, what's the difference between a remake and a reboot? Or they're the same thing? 
It's the same thing. But a reboot, so they didn't remake Batman, they rebooted it and made it a different style. And same uh, no, like James no, no, Bond. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you, because they didn't. No, but it's the same thing. I think a lot of people say that they rebooted Robocop, they rebooted, you know, fucking. Bradley, that guy from The Killing. Poltergeist. He's or in the whatever. Suicide Squad now, isn't he? Robocop. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, is, I like. Yeah. I haven't walked out of many films in my life. Did you walk out of Robocop? I walked out of that, and I watched it. On the, <laughs> mate, I fucking watched it on the Does fucking it... plane. I walked out. <laughs> I walked to the. It toilet. was awful. It was awful. Really? Yeah, I bet. Does no, he but... still eat baby food? Does he still have a big forehead? No, he's a hand. No, he's a hand, a head, and some lungs. That's all he is. <laughs> what was he in the first one? I was a bit too young for Robocop. All I remember is that bit at the beginning right, where right, the right, two-footed well, he was... robot guns down the office. That's yeah, kind yeah, of my... Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think That's at that point, 209. I turned it off. I yeah. didn't like, and he can't get downstairs. <laughs> yeah, no, stairs Yeah, stairs are his stairs kryptonite, is... like Daleks or... Daleks can fly now. And or my serious. grandmother. Our grandmother. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. There's a reboot and there's a remake. Like, I suppose, oh, like, Tim Burton's, Tim Burton's Batman, like... And compared to Batman Begins, that was one of his first good. It's a different story. It's a it's a, it's more faithful to the comic books. It doesn't like introduce a Joker as uh, as the person that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Is that not who killed Bruce Wayne's parents? I'm not really no. big on DC. I know Marvel better. No, Joe Chill, as in uh, the uh, Batman Begins film, he was the one in the comic books who killed oh, yeah. Bruce Wayne's parents. Better when it's a Joker. Uh... Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. But like, Especially why do you like? The Joker is either. But every <laughs> single, every single remake, every single eighties film remake has been below par. It hasn't compared to the originals. And there's a whole, you know, if it's not broke, don't. Is that fix the it. way that films are made now? So, like, one I always like to go back to is the Goonies, which I always remember thinking, "Wow, this is so good." Children actors, and I used to compare the Goonies to Harry Potter. But the Harry Potter films were so like robotic and like, "Hello, Harry, it's your turn to talk now, Ron." Okay, great. Whereas the Goonies was like all these kids together going ah, fighting over each other, punching, and like just looked really realistic. I watched. There's a really good documentary on the Goonies 30-year anniversary DVD, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I've watched. And the director hated the children and the children hated the director and yeah. he literally worked them to the bone and made them do it again and again and again yeah, yeah, and again. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are and times past. You, exactly can't, you, can't, do you can't do that anymore. So why don't they just cast the children as younger, as old, as like in teen like, sitcoms where they're, just, they're 20 but they look 11? <laughs> well, probably because they had to make an investment in the franchise. They had to have these kids that they were going to use all the way through and there's probably like... Uh, you know, meetings going on about recasting them, you know, James Bond style. Oh, right. It wouldn't have to be the kids. Bad but I decision. would imagine that the, you know, the decision was that we need to keep hold of these kids and we need to, you know, they need to be the right ones and they look the part and the studio <laughs> thought they were the part. He's got glasses and a haircut. <laughs> he looks like Harry Potter. He's very good though. I've got a lot of time for I, Daniel Radcliffe. I, yeah, he is, like, if anyone has fought a uphill struggle yeah. Daniel Radcliffe is doing well now he's just done that uh, indie movie where he plays a corpse a farting corpse and his friend escapes back to dry land on him using his erect penis as navigation is it's that really what happens of, that's what happens in the uh, film yeah it's at uh, Sundance it's got a load of awards everyone's going oh my god <laughs> but even while he was still Harry Potter he had his he had his wand out on the stage like he was, that was make, in uh, Equius yeah like he's 
Have you ever seen that photo of him walking dogs? Well, that's from a film. Do you know what film that's from? That's not from a film. That's it's from a... him knocking around in New York, isn't it? No, Smoking it's slits. from a film. It's from the film. Is it Trainwreck? It's from. It's a. It's a small segment in a comedy film where they're watching a, a Daniel Radcliffe's next film, and it's him going. Daniel Radcliffe walks dogs. It was all a ju- like. It's all fake. It's not real. I've seen it in a film. Unless... Have they not taken the real footage? Well, no. The real footage of someone finding it and put it in a film because that happened a while ago and Trainwreck came out quite recently. Yeah, but they post production. I reckon you've been double bluffed. I reckon you've been double bluffed. bluffed. I reckon they've taken popular culture, put it in a film. I thought that, but then I thought because I thought it was quite old, but it was only it was within a year and post production takes ages. What the photo? What the 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 photo? It was too. No, no, the photo. No, because they did unless they got him back to do it again, like. I don't know. Maybe you've been double bluffed. Why would Dan? He's not that. He's not mental, is he? He's not mental. He's not like Shahila Booth. Or... Shahila Booth. <laughs> What's Shahila Booth called? Shia. I don't know. Ah, there you go. Shia Shia. Shia Booth. Shia Booth. Shia Booth. He's not. Me- he's not. He's not mental. Doesn't seem mental. I mean, I've only seen him on Graham Norton. I don't have not met him. Did he seem mental on Graham Norton? No, he seemed pretty chilled out. Yeah. I mean, he's quite ooh, so brightly um, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To talk slightly mental. It seems slightly mental. I mean, he's just persistent, mate, with his career. I don't <laughs> think you should frown upon that. I think that's allowed. <laughs> Especially if you've been cast as fucking Harry Potter at the age of 11. And he gets 18 and think, this is not good. Oh, he was in extras, wasn't he? He did quite a good bit in extras where he's like, do you want to see my willy? Like, I'm, I'm a 16 now. I can have sex. Do you remember that was his character? I don't know. I never saw that. What? You didn't watch? Okay. Who well. are we talking about? Charlotte Booth or Harry Potter again? Potter. Potter. Radcliffe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gryffindor! <laughs> anyway, it's good. You should listen to it. don't know why I started talking about that. But, um, okay, so have there been any good 80s remakes? I can't think of one. Can you think of one? Uh, no. No, exactly, because there's <laughs> well, not no. one. But I'll tell you what, because I think the trouble is... But have there been any that we've The trouble is, there was nowhere like... Oh, you know, you often think, like, if you want to remake a film, you want to remake it because there was something wrong with the original. There was something that you think that you can improve upon, whether it's technology, whether it's CGI, whether it's direction, you know, whatever, that you can improve upon it. And the, over the last, you know, however many years of 80s remakes haven't improved on the original. But then so surely it's a money... However, Oh, sorry. I've got one eighty film because they don't need to be improved upon. No. Look at Robocop. It's fine. Mm. It's fine as it is. Good film, seminal film. CGI, I suppose. Yeah, but everyone said like no one cares. CGI, they? Like, no one said, like you don't want to see a robot move better. move better. You don't want you know, you think there's a there's a guy who's dressed as a robot, you think, Oh, he's the guy dressed as a robot. Total I'd like to see what a real shit. robot, you know, looks like. Total recall. Fucking Nightmare Elm Street, Tremors. Evil Dead. They did do Tremors, did they? No. See, because you don't need to remake Tremors. You don't need to remake it. It's fine. It's completely fine. But there is one film, to my mind, that could do with a remake. Ooh, exciting. The gauntlet has been set. Do you know what it is? Yes. Highlander. 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 You used to love Highlander as a child. I still do. And I watched it quite recently. I watched it quite recently. The story is sound as you like. There's nothing going wrong with that. However, the acting, the casting, you know, Sean Connery... As a 18th century Egyptian, <laughs> is that what he is in it? I'm not feeling it desperately. You know, it's not. It's not. Not really my cup of tea. We've got Christopher Lambert, who is going to be Scottish. You know, the casting's not great. It's not brilliant. The action's not brilliant. The soundtrack's fucking amazing though. There's a Queen soundtrack. Oh yeah. Like 
if you're to remake that, sort out some of the action stuff, recast it, keep the keep keep the story, keep what's going on completely normal. Yeah, you know, as it was. What was it? Remind me of the story. So they're immortal. Well, but you can chop their heads off. And if you chop their head off, you Conor McLeod. Conor McLeod is a clansman from sort of medieval Scotland. Yeah. Uh, he's Who's the head of the Conor? village. No, no, it's Christopher Lambert. Right. He's the head of the village. You know, he's sort of, uh, you know, the, the son of the leader. Uh, they get into a war with a rival clan and he's stabbed by uh, oh, Kurgan, yeah, 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 by yeah, the Kurgan, who's yeah. this terrible villain. Uh, he's going to die. Everyone's praying over him. His wife is weeping and his wounds heal. And they think, fucking hell, who's this person? Witchcraft. Yeah. Get yeah. him out of the village. Get him out. And he's, uh, he's banished from his village. And uh, uh, basically, he runs into Sean Connery, yeah, like, the, the Egyptian man, yeah, and uh, discovers that he's part of this immortal race that is destined to just battle to the end of time. And the only way to kill, the only way to you know continue through the sort of the uh, the immortal race is to chop people's heads off. But do you take their power? Is it like Mortal Kombat? Do you get their soul? You get a bit harder. You get a bit I harder. Think you get a bit you, harder because then they go when they cut someone's head off. But I think that's right for a remake. I think it'd be very good. All right, well, who do you write to? JJ. JJ P.O. P.O. Box Hollywood. Simple farming, paramecium brain, munching on your own mucus, suffering from Peter Pan envy. Well, I wanted to talk about, I was, um, I've, I've just recently got a new TV. It's exciting. Yeah. My new TV, I've not had a new TV. It's always been a hand-me-down forever. But the exciting thing about this new TV is it has a YouTube button. <gasps> and it has a Netflix button, which is really cool. So not, I don't have to go onto my PlayStation anymore to find Netflix. <laughs> I just press a button and it comes up. But it's basically procrastination in a button. Um, but it's YouTube button. And the first thing, like, so the good thing about YouTube, it comes up with like, uh, trending, or not even trending, probably featured, paid for things that come up. And what came up, and which my girlfriend was really annoyed about, because I then watched five trailers on the trot while she was in bed, right. waiting for me to come to bed, and they were for, all of them were for superhero movies that are coming out. So. Yeah, well, and that's I, the way of the world. It is the way of the world. So I was, I went through a bit of a lull of superhero movies, so I was really excited when they all came out, and then we were introduced to like, Spider-Man went through a few times, and then the Batman stuff happened, which was really good. I'm more of a Marvel fan over DC, and I want to talk about that in a second. But what came up that I was excited about is you've got the new X-Men film coming out, yeah. There's a new cool trailer for Deadpool, of which is a superhero I know nothing about. Yeah. But actually, quite like all the trailers they've done for it, they've done really well on it. And then uh, compare that to then also there was trailers for the uh, well, it's a little while ago now, but the new uh, Batman versus Superman trailer. Well, there was a lot of controversy about that trailer, wasn't there? I don't know why really. Well, that it gave too well, not too that it gave away. too much away. It gave away the whole entire film. We know now exactly what's going to happen in the film from beginning to end. Yeah, that's very true, I suppose. I, yeah. Well, it was awful. It was awful. Like, how, uh, like... Maybe because everyone knew it was going to I'll be... I'll tell you what's happening in the film. Well, everyone who's ever watched the trailer knows what's happening in the film. Yeah. We flash back to the big battle at the end of Man of Steel. Superman yeah. versus Zod. Smashing up Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne, he's got a tower. Wayne Industries has got a tower in Metropolis. Yeah. You know, he's got to have outposts. He's not just in Gotham. Yeah. That building is destroyed. Yeah. Some of his co-workers, maybe someone he loves, someone he cares for, was killed. Yeah. He decides that Superman can't be trusted. You know, he's got yeah. he's got immense power. He could destroy us all. So he decides to take him on. They have a bit of a ruckus. Yeah. It goes wrong. They then make you friends. Know. Well, they make then, friends. Then a creature turns up. It's Doomsday. It hasn't we been revealed in the trailer. But Doomsday turns up in the trailer. This is like you know, the was... creature that's killed that killed um, Superman. 
Yeah. Uh, it all looks like it's all going to go wrong. And then Wonder Woman turns up. Why does Wonder Woman turn up? Why does Wonder Who what? knows? Who knows? Who knows? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. The entire, the whole And we know that Lex Luthor has brought Doomsday. I mean, this is all played out in the trailer. That's exactly it. Doomsday uses the body of General Zod to summon somehow Doomsday to come to Earth to do whatever he's going to do. Uh, Batman and Superman, they, you know, forget their differences. They join forces along with Wonder Woman who turns up somewhere and they will defeat him. So they end up yeah. as friends. Is she and with you? Comment. That's the one I remember. Is she what? Is she with you? They say to each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. Comedy gold. So that's what happens in the film. And it was all revealed in the trailer. We know that Cyborg's going to turn up. We know that Aquaman's going to turn up. <laughs> but we don't know why. And we don't... What I don't know. Aquaman Do we care? Do we care? I don't know. It'll be at the end. And we said that I thought the same about Ant-Man. Why would anyone want to be Ant-Man? But Ant-Man, played by Paul Rudd, actually very good. Oh, I don't know. Did you not like it? Didn't like it that much. What? Why? It's a bit bored. Yeah, but... I, I watched, watched it, on the, I watched it on the... Well, I watched it on the plane as well. Small it. screen. I was like, small screen. Yeah, I was like... But it's going to be small. It was a good start of my holiday, bit of Ant-Man. I didn't really like it that much. No, but I love Paul Rudd. I think that's because I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. So he could be anything. Yeah. He's like the everyman. He's like, yeah. I want him to be my pal. I don't know when the action scene is like someone falling down a plug hole. <laughs> it's quite good they do the train crash bit. That was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he yeah, goes yeah. big and small. And then, he, and then, so what I'm liking about Marvel then, to go, what I'm really liking about it is this cross crossing over into other people's films. Right. And that, like, this is the, and this is where it comes down to this Marvel versus DC. So obviously, the new Batman films are all great, right? So right. let's ignore that. Let's park those. They're not including this. You then got all of a sudden... So the Avengers, huge. Everyone loves Avengers. I can't even remember Avengers 1, but Avengers 2, I did like a lot. Yeah. And Josh Whedon did a great job of it. And I, it was a good interview when he sort of said, I'm not doing anything like this for a long time. Yeah. Because it must have killed him. How do you get that many characters on screen for long enough for anyone to care about well, them he at barely, all? He barely did. Well, he did. But he did do he it. Did. He just about did yeah. it. And I think everyone went, well done, mate. That was really yeah, hard. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. But the, so the Suicide Squad's coming out. Now, the new trailer is actually very, very good. Yeah, it is very good, yeah. And they've done a really good... Is it a Queen song? It is, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Bohemian... Is it Bohemian? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. only Queen song. The only Queen song, yes. And it, the trailer's wicked. The thing that annoys me, though, is Will Smith pops up and says some words, which is, for well, some reason... Well, he's the main character. He's Deadshot. He's, he's the leader ah, of the crew. Why? That infuriates me. <laughs> he's not meant to be doing that. He's going to ruin it. I, I well I see I, yeah, I don't Will know Smith I don't know I think, ago, I think I think there's going to be trouble with Suicide Squad I reckon I'm definitely going to go and see it I'm quite excited about it but yeah. I think you're you know you've got a problem with introducing a shitload of characters that how aren't... many are in it nine I don't even know who a lot of them are actually I'm not big well on exactly DC that's 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 the problem that's the problem these aren't characters that so are known generally so how many years Marvel been creating this legacy of characters well when did I man films? when did I man come out a to... long time ago thousand and something oh. early 2000s right yeah, it must have so been. they spent that time laying the groundwork getting everyone to know the characters getting everyone yeah, to realize Thor, who they are then you had captain america yeah. captain america's had two and that's films. hard it's not been done by accident that's not just something that's just happened that's taken no, that's like a 10 we've got a 50 year plan on this franchise right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah until yeah, yeah. stanley has and now you're going to introduce a load of characters a load of dc characters that aren't really going to be known that aren't going to be known to the sort of the general you know population i don't fucking know who they are and how are you going to give everyone equal screen time and get people to act, like relate to like and them. to know and to you know be on board with who these people are. It's an uphill struggle. Unless they're going to go for a more... That last trailer made it feel like it was going to be 
a more sort of tongue-in-cheek, almost like we know that what we're doing here is ridiculous. So like even when she says, I want to do a task force of the most evil people, like it's kind of laughable. And I think maybe they've done it on purpose, maybe? Who? Well, what DC films have never really done is what Marvel's done. And that is to put the tongue firmly in the cheek and to sort of say, you know, this stuff is all fairly But that was ridiculous. the difference between And it is a bit of a joke, but it's quite self-knowing and it's quite self-referential. Whereas all the DC films recently... You know, uh, the Batman franchise. I mean, Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise worked really well because he put the character in the semi-real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Batman's always been in. He's not got any superheroes. He's a real person with good utilities and a load of dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also part of the Justice League. He's also, you know, is in the Superman, you know, Aquaman fucking world. But what Christopher Nolan managed to do with the with the Batman franchise was to bring it back to Earth a lot like what they did with James Bond yeah, yeah, yeah. after the Pierce Brosnan era where it went as ridiculous as you could possibly get yeah 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 and then it had to Casino Royale it. it was brought back into the real world and it was like if 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 this person in your wildest dreams if this person actually existed how would he operate would in, you the, like him in the real not? world that's why Batman Begins is so good like they they took sort of almost every part of the character and said right if this guy is actually going to be doing this, why would he do it and how would he do it? Yeah, yeah, So he's yeah. trained by these ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this stuff. Why does he wear a cape? He wears a cape because he needs to jump off uh, buildings and so on. So then I'm excited about the new... I'm sort of excited about the new X-Men movie, but the trailer looks, well, looks rubbish. Like, you just haven't done the trailer very well. But then X-Men First Class for me, was just Ace. Because the X-Men movie, the first one that came out, in fact, there's more than one, isn't there? Well, I can't even, I don't even know if I've seen the third or fourth one because they just turned to dog shit where Cyclops was a like dweeby little idiot. Like, it was just, it wasn't very good, was it? It was when they first started doing superhero movies. And in fact, when I look back at the first Spider-Man, I don't like Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I do like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I love that series. The Amazing Spider-Man was really, really good. Um, and then they did the, the second one, which I think I nearly cried in when oh, what's the face takes a whack. The second one was absolute poo pants. The second one's amazing, The second mate. one's awful. What, what First was Class it? was good because it was directed by Matthew Vaughan, who did Kick-Ass, he did uh, Lair Kate. And also the cast was amazing. So you had Fast well, we still got we've got we still got the same cast, but, yeah, but you know it's been brought back into the hands of Brian Singer, who overlooks uh, X Men Three: Last Stand, uh, which was rubs. Probably the probably the lot. I don't even remember watching that one. Yeah, no. and then so the new you probably ones, did, then, but you have no idea. Uh, but then you've, you've got, got, the got the no memory co- of it. It's probably not going to be the best. The trailer wasn't the best thing in the, the entire world. Trailer was boring. Nothing happened in it. <sighs> like in comparison to then that then I'm watching the. Uh, Suicide Squad trailer and my girlfriend's going that looks cool and yeah. I'm like oh but you don't understand <laughs> the problems that are going to happen but she's going that looks cool and I'm yeah. like what about X-Men and she's like that looks crap <laughs> like for someone who's got like objectively very objectively looking at it I'm like oh, you, I think it doesn't right. look the best it doesn't look the best I think it's always a bit of a warning sign that when you watch a trailer of a film and it doesn't excite you and you think this does all look a bit yeah. ropey it's not going to be great is it it's not going to be it's great it's not going to be the greatest thing in the entire world <laughs> So I've been listening to a lot of uh, audio stuff. On, I'm not listening to music anymore. I just do purely podcasts and audible. I was listening to a lot of serial. And then uh, I'm also watching Making a Murderer. So I needed a bit of a break from murder mystery stuff. And, for, and weirdly, I started listening to the new Harry Potter. Not the new. Old Harry Potter books read by Stephen Fry, which are absolutely amazing. 
Um, and having been to Harry Potter World as well, that was great. Well, then you must be looking forward to the new Harry Potter universe-based film, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. With Eddie Raymond. Redmayne. Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne is going to be in it. He's going to be Newt Scaramanga. So this is, is this take, is it, did she write another book then that, that, by, that went past? Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is based off a short book that she wrote that J.K. Rowling uh, wrote for uh, Comic Relief and has now written a screenplay all about the famous uh, magical monster finder. She called... wrote the screenplay? She did write the screenplay and it's going to be her first screenplay. Now, here's the thing. You've read all the Harry Potter books, haven't you? Yes, it's been a while, but yes. Did you enjoy the films? No, they're awful. What, every single one? I hate them all. Why is that? Uh, I especially hate the first ones because the children are way too young and can't act. Yeah. I also... It's not that... it's not. They did the worlds very well. Like, Harry Potter looks how it looks in my brain. It's not that they balls it up. Ah! Diagon Alley was good. It looks how it looks in your brain, right? It did. So you've read the books. This is the thing with, like, book-to-film adaptions. Yeah. Right? You read the books... And you see it in your head. Yeah. And then when you watch someone else's vision... Yeah. It's normally bad. It's not what you imagined in your head. You can't help that. Correct. So, we've got a new film. We've got a new film set in the Harry Potter universe, in the magical wizarding universe. Yeah. That we haven't seen before. Yeah. So that makes it better. Well, this is the thing. Will it be better? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be fantastic? Because it's still going to be the the J.K. Rowling sort of stuff. She's written the screenplay. Yeah. It's the characters. It's the world. It's like 1920s New York that it's set in. Cool. Is it going to be brilliant? Is it going to be fantastic? Is it a continuation of, you know, is it it a money-making thing or is it going to be... I think she's probably bored. So the weird, on this uh, audible uh, thing when you've seen Fry, it says, produced by J.K. Productions. Or something like she's obviously yeah. Well, she's written got a screenplay. Hand in, she's written but I think she's got a hand in the way that they read the books. I don't think they just got someone into like she. I think she has a handle in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but she hasn't written the screenplays. No, that's interesting. But I don't think so. She's but, written the whole screenplay. So what you're going to get is a sort of unadulterated J.K. Rowling sort of world character development, all the stuff that's in the books. But you haven't got the story in your head because you don't know what the story is. Yeah, but I did the story. I got no like can't like it looked this is my point this is what I'm saying this is my point this is my point you read the books you read any book and you envision it in your head you you direct the own film in your head and then when you see someone else's vision you think well that's not why what I saw in my head it's not as good I didn't think that with the Potter films I didn't think you said that exact same thing to me the first part of the Deathly Hallows part one you said oh I could have done that so much better I I envisioned it so much better because you automatically direct the film in your head yeah true but it wasn't like oh Diagon Alley doesn't look like Diagon Alley and it's like, not about how it looks it's about, look like it's about how they it's just how they interact with each other and exactly like, it you imagine like it you takes. imagine it in your head you Take imagine it in your takes. head you direct your own film in your head yeah of course whereas with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them we've got all of the stuff, all of the sort of creative know-how and the all of stuff, the yeah. the world that's been created by J.K. Rowling, but we're seeing it for the first time. So yeah. will it make it good? Is the will story, it make it... what's the book like? What is it about? Is it good or not? No, no, the book, she, is, the, book is, the, book? the book is like the textbook. The book is like the textbook that they have in school. And she actually wrote that and distributed it? Yes. And is it short and with pictures and it's like... Oh, you can find a squiggle worm in the woods. Yes, it's a charity it's like book. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a kid's But book. this is based on the character and his adventures in 1920s New York. Yeah. Well, I like Eddie. I, he hasn't done anything bad so far, has he? 
no. Nothing. He's no. killing it. No, he no, might no. win an Oscar. He has won an Oscar. He might win an Oscar this year. For two in a row. Two in a row. Do you know who's done that before? Uh, no. Tom Hanks. Really? Do you know what, what for? Uh, well, uh, the one where he gets AIDS and Forrest Gump. Yes, correct. Yes. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've not seen Philadelphia. Mm. I've never seen it. Neither have I. Really? Yeah. Should we have? Uh, yeah, well, it's meant to be very good. Okay. It's not encouraging for a film podcast, is it, that we've never we're seen? We've not it? seen Philadelphia. Well, this isn't. A, <laughs> not, again, I, my one of my pet hates is I run a cinema, so people go, oh, you must have seen this. And I have to go. Absolutely uh, not. No, I haven't actually. Sorry. It's one of those I'm, I'm waiting for the right time to watch it. I'm sure I would enjoy it if I was to watch it. I'm too busy watching endless superhero movies <laughs> that have no cultural influence. What's your favourite superhero film ever? Uh, I, the first Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man really? Uh, the first Iron Man was what were you good. wondering how Uncle Ben died? no I like it they, they did it better well don't forget they had Spider-Man the comic right? right then they had Amazing Spider-Man it's the same story they just did it differently because he wanted to write it differently and the Amazing Spider-Man is a lot more about Peter Parker than it is about Spider-Man. And I actually, I when it first was being put into uh, creation, I thought it was going to be a lot more about the Peter Parker stories. Like, and Spider-Man would be in it a bit. But there's a good bit where Auntie Jane knows he's Spider-Man and he knows he's Spider-Man, but he can't tell her he's Spider-Man. And she says, I'm... don't worry, don't tell me you're Spider-Man. And they embrace in the kitchen, they cry, and it's like... Teenage angst and like I like all that. I liked Peter Parker. I you liked think Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. Oh my god, yes! Really? Like, yeah, really? insanely. Yes. And Emma Stone was a, a lot better. Of, I've, Jane. No, I've got a lot of love for Andrew Garfield. He's an amazing actor. But the whole thing about Spider-Man is that he's a he's a geeky, sciencey teenager. What? And Andrew Garfield's not a geek. No, he's a very attractive geek. Well, exactly. <laughs> Walking around the school corridors. Like holding on to the back of his head, being all nervous. Yeah, it'd be fucking absolutely dripping with sweat. Well, <laughs> nervous sweat. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the other reason I think I might have enjoyed it more than most is because it was my first ever experience of D box. Now, yeah. if you don't know what D box is, this is something that Cineworld have thrown in to try and generate some more revenue which is moving chairs to the movie like a simulator. And I remember thinking, this is going to be crap. I watched The Amazing Spider-Man and it was one of the best experience, cinema experiences of my life. Well, because... it depends on the film though, doesn't it? Because the first time yeah. I ever saw it with you, we went to go and see Mad Max and I walked into it thinking, this is going to be a pile of shit, like moving, vibrating chairs. Why how was it for thing? you? It was fucking brilliant. It was amazing, it was brilliant. wasn't it? However, it did help the fact that it was Mad Max. When we went to go and see Star Wars... In D box seats, we were drunk. I forgot we were drunk. Yeah, we were moving. <laughs> we were moving and vibrating enough. On our it own. was good. I was I was watching the IMAX version in America, and I was thinking, I wish my chair was moving. <laughs> I had to spend an entire ten days in Disneyland where everything moves whenever you're in it. Even the McDonald's there like moves while you're eating it because it's a ride. Everything's a ride. But um, I was thinking, oh, because the Tie Fighter scenes and the zoom zoom and the battle yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. really good. It was good in D box. D box is cool. It was in Mad Max. I can't remember it in Star Wars. I don't think it had that much of a part to play. No, well, it's all to do with the coding. Quite good. You can do a bad D box coding for a good film. Really? Which is where you get lazy with it. So it's like, oh, there's an explosion, hit vibrate. You can code it much better, apparently. It's all to do with the coding. I read it up about mm. it. So you can code it really, really well and do it 
in loads of detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can just blanket code it like yeah, yeah, yeah. explosion. Just move, bang, just move, move left and move right. Because the dark, I watched the Dark Knight in it as well. Wait, yeah. Is there? Is it Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, which one's got Bane in it? Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so the bit. Yeah, I watched it that in that, and it was good because there's a lot of downtime yeah. as well. So actions, action, yeah, yeah, and downtime yeah, yeah, yeah. stationary. So yeah. that's good because it gives you a bit of divide. If you yeah. watch Mad Max, the whole you come up with a headache. Because it's like... See, that's the one though, isn't it? That's a film you should watch in. Yeah, but I can, yeah, I like a bit of dark and light. <laughs> when I'm being thrown around in a chair. It's quite Don't good. Don't we all. Don't we all. So who... Well, but what is... So who's your favourite superhero? Do you have one? I like Iron Man. I like Iron Man because I like the idea of being encased in a impenetrable sort of suit and not being able to be hurt. I think Wowzers. that says that's cool. A lot about my psyche. someone's defensive <laughs> <laughs> and I someone that can do it. Up to the I world can, a bit more. Mate. I can just ask Jarvis what's going on, and I can just fucking lay there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to have a Jarvis, wouldn't it, in your mm. world? That would be amazing. Like it's a bit like Siri, but Siri's a dick. What I'm really excited about. Yeah. Because I was a bit of a lull on superhero stuff. I think Avengers came out and I was just like, ah. Oh. And then I saw that infographic which shows all the different superhero movies that are coming out between now and 2020. And there are like 50. Yeah. Like there's loads and loads. Yeah. And there's people you would, the Wonder Woman movie, like all sorts of crazy shit's coming out. And uh, and then I see the trailer for uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. That looks really cool. Yeah. Like, it looks really good. Yeah. And the reason it looks really good, and I think what's quite... Like, Iron Man was kind of like the rogue dude. And yeah. he was like, really cheeky chappy, right? Yeah. And Captain America was a dweeb. Yeah. Like, a goody two-shoes, doesn't swear, and all that. And everyone used to take the piss out of him, right? Yeah. And that happened throughout all of the Avengers. New films come out. Captain America seems like the socialist cool dude... Well, because he's, he's seen the horror that can be, you know, spread onto the world, you know, after uh, after the Winter Soldier. He's seen what S.H.I.E.L.D. can do. He's seen, yeah, you know... He doesn't trust a man anymore. Guilty until proven innocent. He's been innocent. watching the truths. <laughs> he's been watching truths every day for two years. And now he's like, fuck that. Capitalism is evil. And when our Iron Man is like, yeah, you know what, mate? Actually, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. bad. Yeah. And then there's Let's that good line where he says... Uh, he's my friend. He's like, I so was I. And then there's a bit where they're both beating the shit out of Iron Man. It, and then the, again, trailer good because the music's really adult and it's quite like dark storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks that looks well good. I'm really yeah, yeah, excited yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna look pretty cool. It won't stop where Marvel will keep bringing out characters again and again and again and again and again, all different characters, and they can get as mainstream and as sort of you know hardcore as they like. Ant Man's gonna pop up. He was. They. We went to see the Avengers. Exactly, yeah. Well, he's going to be in uh, Civil War. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm really yeah. pleased with Paul Rudd because yeah. he's been doing relatively. And now it's a hot ticket in Hollywood. Now it used to be. It used to be bullshit. No one wanted to be a superhero. No one wanted to be typecast. And the thing that Marvel has done fantastically well is cast their superheroes. You can't imagine someone else playing Iron Man. No. Like, you can't imagine someone else playing Thor. Exactly. Like, you know, they have cast their characters. You to can't absolute... imagine someone changing the actress for uh, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> halfway through. Well, exactly, exactly, exactly. But what Ouch. they have done, what they have done is cemented these roles to these actors and you, you can't see you can't see any way out and they, they suit those roles down to a T. So you know, Superman has been cast and recast and recast and recast. But you know, who is who is Superman? Oh, it's you know. still boring. 
<laughs> still boring. It's I don't I never fall asleep in a cinema. I watched Superman and I was watching it and he was a child yeah. and then I are we talking about the new Man of Well, Man the most recent Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah, I watched it. great, it. was it? And I, he was a child, and they were like, don't worry, son, we'll look after you. You've got weird powers, but we'll look after you. Next thing I know, he was getting his head slammed through a building yeah. at 100 miles an hour, yeah. and then it was the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened in between. I can't imagine it was very Nothing, much. You didn't really miss much. Nothing happened. Nothing you haven't seen before. He's also a Nothing you weren't familiar with. Because he just takes his glasses off. So you'd know who he was. He doesn't even put a voice on. His Batman goes, oh, I'm Batman. So you can't tell it's Bruce Wayne. Well, there's that fucking amazing scene in... Uh, was it, Kill, it was Kill Bill 2. Where... Not uh, not the character, but Quentin Tarantino, you know, basically said that, that Clark Kent is his disguise. His real personality is Superman. Ooh. Well, that what? So it's flipping. So and he's pretending to be Clark Kent, whereas everyone else is, you know, pretending to be Tony Stark. Is Tony Stark, but on the on the, on the weekends, he's Iron Man. Whereas it's the other whereas way around. Superman Clark Kent is, is Kal El. He is Superman, but he Very has to good. pretend to be someone else. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Well, I feel like I think that's enough nonsense for us to be talking about primarily superhero movies, but I think that's because the, uh, the market seems to be dominated by them at the moment, and they do take over a lot of these big stuff. We've talked about eighties reboots and the lack of them, or the poor ones and the ones that we want to come back. Remakes. Did we talk about that? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, point break. No, no, we did. Break yeah, yeah, yeah. about that. <laughs> this has been a somewhat rocky podcast, but we'll edit it together, and I think we'll get better as the uh, weeks go on. We've talked about the new superhero movies that have come out, and it'd be good to see that. And we did we touched on Star Wars, and we also delivered Nick some of his presents. Um, so to sum up thanks for joining Yardcast uh, we're going to do this as a bi-weekly podcast where me and my brother are going to get together and talk about random things that are coming out in the cinema that we're excited about um, you're also going to be able to find out some more stuff about what we're going to do at Backyard Cinema which we'll talk about a bit more uh, next week we've got a new gig coming up which is Romeo and Juliet in a church with a live choir um, it was pretty exciting last year when we did it so we're going to do it again we're going to add some extra stuff to it as well which is going to be really exciting. But until uh, next time, uh, enjoy and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Are you happy, Nick, with that outro? Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. I feel happy. You feel... Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 It's not a tumor. Bueller. Bueller.